Good afternoon and welcome to WATD's Powerful Women Revealed, created and hosted by Nicole Perry. You're invited to enjoy an ongoing series of personal and educational discussions with a variety of women that want to educate, inspire, and bring awareness to the community. These women all have a powerful mission and appreciate the opportunity to share their stories, milestones, and successes with you. Here's your host, Nicole Perry. Good afternoon and welcome to Powerful Women Revealed. I'm your host, Nicole Perry, and my guest today is a returning guest. She was born in the UK and currently lives in Stoneham, Massachusetts. Since 2010, she has personally assisted in the sale of over $100 million of property in the greater Boston area with a focus on investment properties. She is an author and self published her debut book entitled You Can Have It All with Real Estate, subtitled How to Harness the Power of the American Dream. Her intention is to help young working families in a way that takes them from A to Z in search of their dream to own and invest in real estate. Carrie Gatto, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much, Nicole. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to have you back. And frankly, love having this new Cambridge location. We recently signed up to meet up and we have all kinds of excitement. So I really hope that we really start to like build this team, which we're holding at your Keller Williams office. Yeah, I'm excited too. And um, I think it's great that we're doing it in person. We're, we're getting back out there because I, I, I so need that in my life. I know. Just to network with other amazing women. I know, like I know. Yourself. And really, well, thank you. And you and you bring so much to the table, too. Like, it's all like a motivational mastermind is what we do. And um, again, I love being in person again, too, just like you. Like, we need it. We're we're human. We, we, we need this yeah. human interaction. Now, this time, this last year and a half-ish, going into more than a year and a half, has been extremely emotional, crazy, um, God, <laughs> what are some all of the, the other, all of the emotions, <laughs> moment like, to moment? Well, it's been scary. It, mm -hmm. It's, it's been, um, you know, a, lo a lot of different things. Uh, now that we're sort of emerging, what are you feeling as far as gratitude? And how grateful are you for this fall season? I love that question. And I love to try to think about that every day and focus on what I'm grateful for. And I'll, I'll tell you, it was just my birthday on Sunday. It was my birthday weekend. Yay! Happy birthday. Thanks. Thank you. And I was just feeling so grateful for, you know, of course, my family. Yeah. As well as my health. Um, but truly just, I have three kids, um, yeah. 11, 8, and 3. I have a wonderful husband. I have wonderful parents and siblings. And yeah, I just felt so grateful to be surrounded by them and we my husband and I actually went away for a week um just a couple of weeks ago and without the kids which we yeah. had not done for a full oh, week well you have a three-year-old so yeah exactly <laughs> my little kids for a long time now so and it was amazing we loved it we were in Tulum Mexico it was beautiful nice 
But you know, it's like after a few days, you start to really miss those kids. And it's like, it just feels kind of empty without them. And even as challenging as it is, and especially as it's been through the pandemic to have smaller children, it's, I'm just so grateful for the fullness they bring and the Mm. joy they bring into my lives every day. Isn't that so true? You go away to get away and replenish and refresh. But, you know, you can't wait to go, can't wait to get back home. It's this, it's, that's just what yeah, it is. It's just what it is to be a parent. But that's good, the like yin and yang and the push and pull. And, you know, we need that to thrive. Yeah, it's kind of healthy to miss them and have them miss you a little bit. Yeah. Kind of see where you are without them as playing that role as a mother every single second and then get back to them. Absence Remember why you love them. (laughs) Right? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Remember why you love them. It's (laughs) true. I love it. I love it. Nothing like it. So you send out um, a really great email. I receive your emails. I don't open all of them, but I open a lot of them. And um, you're such a great writer. You have your own book. You can have it all with real estate, which, you know, I have to say, as I was reading it, I've underlined a few things and what have you. But I chuckled out loud a couple of times while I was reading it. It's such such a great um, handy tool. And it's such a a nice pocket book to keep handy. There's other things you can feel in here, too not just about real estate. Yeah, well, it really comes from my life and my experience and how real estate really has, um, you know, changed my life in a lot of ways Mm. and touched my life and my family in a lot of ways. As a, you know, a new mother, I changed careers from being an assistant to a talent agent in Beverly Hills and um, and really working around the clock and realizing that this was not a good lifestyle for a mother with a newborn and you yeah. know priorities shifted and and a family became my number one focus and so that's what really motivated me to change careers and get into real estate at the same time we were selling our first home which was a condo and had done renovations on it mm-hmm. throughout the year that we'd lived there um, and ended up selling it for um, you know a profit of like fifty thousand dollars which was a lot of money in those days and so um <laughs> and that, just a and short 10 years ago or whatever that was <laughs> right, exactly a lot. right and so and that just opened my eyes to what the possibilities and the potential was in real estate so it mm. kind of set me on this path of realizing that you know my my livelihood could be more than punching a time clock it could be adding value more than just the time I was putting into it and also um, reaping the rewards of my own hard work rather than my boss doing that. So mm-hmm. it, it just brought so many changes. I love the quote that we're going to give at the end of the show. And it totally is in alignment with that because um, real estate is really where it's at. I think I miss my calling as a flipper. Like I real, um, I love decorating and stuff, and I love repurposing and, you know, finding good finds. And wow, these tiles oh, yeah. are on sale. I could, wow, I could redo this floor. Like I love doing all of that kind of stuff. Now, yeah. do you have um, a property in Mexico? Where do you what? have? We do, as a matter of fact. Right? Isn't that yeah. so? That's where you went to your well, property. Yeah. Well, actually, to be. Um, to be accurate, it's being built right now. So it hasn't been built yet, but we have um, our deposit down on a unit at a new condo development in Tulum, Mexico. Wow. So that's our kind of newest thing. We um, 
and the first time investing out of the country, which is a little nerve wracking, but exciting. And I'm learning a lot. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. So I want to have another property someday. My husband and I talked about this, but we want it to be closer to home. And sure. he he's like, you know, Cape Cod. Like, oh, yeah, well, Cape Cod's where it's at, too. I know, but isn't it too expensive? It's It's gotten even more expensive in the past year. Because I'm, like, barely going to finish my, my paying off my mortgage. It's going to take me another eight years. And so I'm like, well, let's do that, and then we'll do it. And then I'm like, oh, then I'll have a mortgage again. So, But the thing is that with those vacation homes, they can also be investments, and that's why we have invested in Tulum, Mexico, because uh, it's, it's a great investment, too. It's a short-term rental. Ah, uh, to help pay off. So the rental is actually pay. I always forget about this concept. Yeah, it's yeah. the beauty of I investing know. in real estate. I know, it's I so know. so exciting. I know, I want to do it. You still have to buy right and buy smart and do your due diligence, but there is definitely a way to make it happen where it can actually provide an income for you rather yeah. than taking money out of your pocket. All right, so if you hear of anything on the Cape, <laughs> let <laughs> me know. my first call. It'll, it'll be a no, but, I, I, <laughs> but I, I feel like I want to start hearing some of this information so that when I am ready... Just like when right. I did the radio show, I'm like, I'll just have a meeting with Ed Perry and see how that goes and not have any, you know, stake in it, you know, yeah. and then just take it one step at a time. And here we are almost nine years later. All right. We have to go to break. Um, okay. I hope you stay with us. You can go to uh, to find or connect with Carrie. You can go to bigpicturerealty.kw.com. I hope you stay with us. You're listening to Powerful Women Revealed, the place to go and the place to be right here on WATD. Are you getting the support you need to move your business forward? The perfect group for you might just be Powerful Women Rise. We are a motivational mastermind for women who are serious about transforming their businesses and missions. At each meeting, we educate ourselves on topics relevant to the entrepreneur today. And we gain incredible support from a team of professionals with diverse experiences and wisdom. So how do you want to be supported over the next 12 months? Visit PowerfulWomenRise.com to register or get started today. We are back. You're listening to Powerful Women Revealed. I'm your host, Nicole Perry. And that was, uh, let me see here, Teddy Swims, You're Still the One. It's a Shania Twain cover. And the first song we kicked off the show with is This Land is Your Land by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, which I thought was a fabulous song to kick off the show. Um, in this next segment, we really want to talk about, so one of the emails I started to say earlier, one of the emails I received from you was like the top five mistakes sellers make. And what I love about the email is when I opened it, you only shared one or two. And so you're like, if you want to know the rest, contact me, which I think is a really clever, gentle way to get people excited and to pull people into your world. Thank you. Mm. So what are um, a couple of them? You don't have to share all the top five. You can contact Carrie and, and connect with her if you want to uh, find out some. But you are such a, um, you're like the right-hand woman, right-hand man, right-hand woman for anybody that is wanting to sell their home or purchase. Yeah, and I do love to inform and educate sellers. I mean, that's mm. the reason I do webinars on a regular basis and I, I love to coach my sellers 
and buyers through the process and I don't mind holding their hand. But yeah, it's always best to have a one-on-one conversation, right? Yes. Because yes. everything is so situational. Mm-hmm. But in general, um, if I had to pick the top few mistakes that I see sellers making, especially in this market, which is a seller's market. What I think, do, wait, what does that mean? It's a seller's market. Well, um, that means it's what they call a hot market and sellers have the leverage. If they play their cards right, they have the leverage in the market because okay. there's, sense. there's less inventory mm-hmm. and more demand relative to the inventory. So yep. that means houses are selling quickly. Okay. Makes uh, sense. And and prices are going up. And prices. And what about um, percentages like the interest? Well, the interest rates are very, very low still and have been for, um, you know, they they went down in the, during the pandemic. And that's really what, and they were already low before that. But that's yeah. what's really fueled this kind of very hot market, this mm. surge in prices and the inventory remaining pretty tight, especially the beginning of this year. But it has started to open up a little bit. So it's we're starting to see a little bit of balance in the market place um, where it's not quite as crazy as it was in you know January February the first quarter of the year. Okay. All right. So what but are some of these market. So what are these bigger bigger mistakes? So the number one thing actually, and I'm seeing this a lot because sellers are kind of you know some of them are a little bit greedy because they hear it's a seller's market. Mm. They're overpricing. They're saying, let's pad it for negotiation, you know, pad the price for negotiation. Um, some sellers assume that a buyer will try to work them down in price. But that's mm. really a huge mistake because if you think about it, price is actually your your number one marketing tool. Everybody in real estate wants a deal. They want value for their mm. money. And and if you put yourself even in the, the buyer, buyer's shoes. Even the buyer, well, even though it's a seller's market, the buyer still wants value. Well, even more so, they don't want to overpay. That that's yeah. their thing. They're they're scared of doing is overpaying because they've heard how hot the market is. They they don't want to pay too much and then end up upside down. You know that's yeah. their biggest fear. Mm. So if you put yourself in the buyer's shoes, you're going to be looking for value. And if you see something on the market that comes up new and it looks like a great deal, you are going to run. On, and jump onto that deal and you're going to try to snag it and do whatever it takes. So that, now reverse it. Now you're the seller. That's the position you want to be in. And that's where you'll get the most leverage because you'll have the most buyers interested in your property. So pricing competitively, in other words, at or even mm-hmm. slightly below market value is going to get you the most interest and activity and heat around your listing. Yeah. And that's what you want, the interest and activity, because really then is. you'll have a bidding war. Yes. And you don't get a second chance to make that impression. You know, as cliche mm. as it is, that first weekend is your biggest chance to get your top dollar on the market. After that first weekend, it's mm. already the value already starts to wear off. And people start questioning. And I wonder why it didn't sell right away. It's so true. There's so much how psychology. Come that house has been on the market for four months when that other home sold in one month. And yeah, people start thinking. Right? And even, I mean, try four days because mm. the market is so hot. They wonder why it didn't sell in the first weekend. I mean, that's how that's how out of whack the market is right now. Um, you know, and again, it is balancing out a little bit. So maybe, um, they won't wonder what's wrong with it after the first weekend, but certainly after the first week or two, 
Um, and you won't get a bidding war, that's for sure. So you really want to put yourself in the driver's seat as a seller by having that competitive, um, attractive price up front and driving all the traffic to you right away so that you get buyers competing against one another. And so that's part of what you do is you coach your clients into, um, you know, you take all of the comparables and you coach them into putting the proper dollar figure. That's right. And it's funny that you're saying people are putting their price too high because you would think that you would love that because it's more money in your pocket, but it really isn't because you have to work harder instead of smarter, instead of smarter. Yeah, and ultimately my goal is to have the seller have the best possible experience and the best possible outcome that's why I the have a holistic view of the entire experience. Yeah, my business comes from referrals. So if my seller's not having a good experience, then, you know, it's just it's it's a dead end for me. <laughs> you know, I'd rather have them be so enthusiastic about how it went that they want to refer me to all their friends and family. Yeah. Um so the goal so do is, they do is they that. listen? Do they listen to you when you really do encourage them to not price it too high? Most of them do because I'll show them, you know, I'll do the comparative market analysis and also what's on the market currently. Mm. And we'll have, you know, we'll take the time to really dig into it. And that way they're really on board with how the pricing will affect the sale. And um you know, it's not just me telling them a number. It's we're both going through it together and having a dialogue about it. Yeah, it's not you telling them what to do. No, you're 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 basically coaching them and teaching them. This is what's happening in the market. I see it every day. This is my advice to you. And hopefully, I think that you know, of course, they're going to listen if they if you're building that trust. That's because right. Yeah, it's about trust. Absolutely. And, you know, and it has to come from them understanding what's going on and how it benefits them. It's not to benefit Mm. me. It's so that they get the top dollar in the fastest amount of time with the least amount of stress. Yeah. And I love that you said that greed, people are getting greedy. And it's, um, it's such a shame. Like, you know, it's in it's an investment and you want to make the best decisions, but greed is just not pretty. Yeah. Well, and I get it because <laughs> it's, it's not pretty. I know everyone's been hearing the stories about the bidding wars and the over asking hundred thousand dollar no contingency offers, right? But those are those are the ones you hear about. That's not every single sale, and it does oh, depend on price. Oh, yeah. So if, if if that happened, it's because a property was priced well <laughs> it wasn't overpriced so we the have bidding, the bidding war is because it was priced well yes or or underpriced you know sometimes agents or sellers will underprice the listing drastically and yes of course that's going to drive the price up okay so do you suggest to some of your clients to underprice i don't suggest doing it too much i mean getting 60 offers sounds good on social media but how how practical is that? I mean, Sounds yes, good so, on social so 50 media. of your offers are way below market value and you're just going to throw them out anyway. So you yeah. just wasted 50 people's t- uh, time. Yeah. Might as well um, price it competitively, but not like hugely yeah. underpriced. Yeah. That doesn't There's, really do anybody any It's any a good. balancing act. It is. 
you yeah. just you 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 just have to find that balance and you have to it's it, it's worth it to make small decisions one step at a time with your support like that's really what i see yeah and that you, that if we have time that brings me to the number two mistake which is which is i think a lot of sellers don't reach out to their real estate agent uh, soon enough there's a misconception out there that as soon as you what do you mean soon enough like they've already hired you but then they're not communicating with no, you no they're thinking about selling but they're not reaching out because they think as soon as they sign the paperwork or as soon as they meet with me they're going to have to have showings the next day oh and that's just not not the case i mean you can sign a listing agreement and still have weeks to in which to prepare for going yeah. on the market. I mean, I'm pr I'm pretty sure you're busy tomorrow. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not necessarily overnight. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have to go to break. Okay. Uh, so you can connect with Carrie at bigpicturerealty.kw.com for more information. You can also find her in our PowerfulWomenRise.com directory. I'm your host, Nicole Perry. You're listening to Powerful Women Revealed right here on 95.9 WATD. You know, my book is sprinkled with a few thoughts around anxiety and depression, and it's because food plays a huge part in our mental health. As a suicide attempt survivor, I felt even more of a calling to share my thoughts around suicide prevention because while I was writing my debut book, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain both took their own lives. Now that we are emerging from COVID-19 and resuming our work lives as best we can, I decided to roll out a new campaign called Grow to Give to support the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition. Invest in yourself, your business, and your community at Powerful Women Rise as we grow to give together, giving 10% of all membership dues to the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition. Claim your business category C in one of our teams today by visiting PowerfulWomenRise.com and click Get Started. And we are back. You are listening to Powerful Women Revealed. I'm your host, Nicole Perry. What a great song that was Learn to Fly by Surfaces with Elton John. Uh, surfaces is such an upbeat lifting I was running listening to the song running down the street by myself you know cars are going by whatever <laughs> but it's such an uplifting song now we were talking about reaching out to an agent your agent you a brand new person it's important not to wait wait's one of my biggest pet peeve words <laughs> yeah I mean yeah, so as I was saying, you know, it's not like the minute you list with me or whatever agent you choose that we're going to have buyers lining up the next day, right? Yes. It's, it's always good to have time on your side um, mm -hmm. as a seller. And um, you can use the time between when you sign with an agent and when you actually go to the market, which could be days, weeks, it could be months even, mm. to prepare and make sure that you're in the best possible position when you do hit the market. Because like I was saying earlier, that first that first impression is is critical so you can use that time on your end to perhaps stage or prep the home um, the agent can or myself can use that time to prep the listing make sure it's thorough and accurate all the T's are crossed and I's are, uh, I's are dotted the disclosures are done properly the floor plans are accurate mm. we can make beautiful marketing brochures so um, and because the market changes so 
rapidly. It's so dynamic and unpredictable. You can make sure that you're timing your sale in the most beneficial way when and you it, talk to your and agent it's, it's, sooner. And it starts with starting to have that conversation. Yeah. So if you're thinking about selling your home, even if you're just thinking about it, you don't even know if you want to sell it. Yeah. That's the time to have the conversation with you. It really is. Because right? this could be the conversation that we have could be part of your decision making process. It's always better to be, mm. you know, making an informed decision rather than kind of what you think is happening. You know, make sure that you really understand what's going on yeah. in the market. So you so it doesn't mean a decision will be made from the conversation. No, it doesn't have to be. Right? I just I like to be a resource to people, yeah. you know, and um and don't be afraid to reach out and just yeah. again have a dialogue. I think people are really hesitant to make decisions. Yeah. Do you see that? I do. I think there's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen. There's a lot of procrastinating on on making yeah. big decisions. Yeah. For some people. But yet the real estate market has been booming through yes. this entire COVID experience. And Which nobody would have predicted right? to this extent. I mean, and I guess, you know, people are looking around going, you know what? <laughs> let's get out of this. <laughs> and let's get into something different. I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm, I've been in the same house since 2004. <laughs> well, there's a lot of changes happening mm. for so many reasons. I mean, there's I was just reading that there's been the highest turnover rate in jobs in recent oh. history. A lot of people changing jobs and yep. careers. Yep. Starting to work remotely or, you know, divorce. continuing to work remotely. And divorce. Di a and lot of babies. Seems like everyone I know is having a baby. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot happening. Yeah. And so the only thing I, I know this from I think I heard it from Tony Robbins. The only thing that is certain in this world is uncertainty. Yeah, And I think that's what you bring to the table. Like you help people through the uncertain times. You don't have all the answers. I just um, have been uh, thinking about this a lot lately because there's so much uncertainty. And I read in, uh, I think it was a Deepak Chopra book about um, how uncertainty is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And you can embrace it because in uncertainty, you also have the field of infinite possibilities. Yeah. And that just really struck a chord with me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, so we don't know what's going to happen in the future. And yet that can also be exciting yeah. because we don't know what's going to happen. Anything yeah. could happen. Anything could happen. <laughs> All right. So on the flip side, what are some of the um, mistakes you see? We talked about sellers. What are the, some of the mistakes you see buyers making? Great question. So um, I think I Is would- Is it greed? Is it greed? No, I don't think necessarily it's greed. I think, um, of, of course, you know, buyers sometimes aren't realistic about what they can get for their budgets. And that that's always been the mm. case. You know, they want a palace on like a shoestring budget. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we have to coach them through that. And the champagne taste on the beer budget. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Love that analogy. Palace. Yeah. Um, but it's also a great opportunity right now with interest rates the way they are to lock in um, an affordable payment on a house. So mm. I know some buyers are shying away and waiting for the market to, you know, to come down, to crash. And I just don't think that's going to happen. And I think um, I don't want a buyer or a potential buyer to look back in a few years and say, oh, my God, why didn't I buy when the interest rates were 3%? Mm. 
you know, and just kick themselves for that because it really is a terrific opportunity. Decisions. This is another quote, and I can't remember who said it, but uh, again, I think it was Tony Robbins. Decisions are hard, but regret weighs very heavy. There you go. Yeah. And with a buyer, like just take it one step at a time. Like mm. the first step is going to be to talk to a mortgage broker and find out what you can get pre-approved for. And um, and you really, you can't do that soon enough. You know, it, it again, mm. just like talking to an agent, it never um, hurts to have open up that conversation. And in some cases, the mortgage broker may even be able to coach you on increasing your credit score and, you know, by doing simple things. That will, again, help um, get you a lower interest rate that you can lock in for 30 years. Simple things like uh, that credit card you have that has zero balance, cut it up and cancel it. Like, yeah, or paying down a credit things. card $200, you know, could, I mean, it could change your credit score. Yeah. And he'll, he or she will be able to coach you on exactly what to do specifically. Yeah. But it starts with you, not the mortgage broker person well i'm a good person to talk to initially because i have all those contacts yeah so i can put you in touch with the best people as far as mortgage brokers mm -hmm. and inspectors and lawyers contractors so i have a great network yes so certainly reach out to me i'll put you in touch with a mortgage broker once you're pre-approved then we can go look at houses it doesn't make sense to look at houses before you have a pre-approval in hand. Mm. So that would be one mistake that um, exactly. buyers might make because you're just spinning your wheels and wasting your time because you don't know what you can afford yet. Yeah. And you don't want to fall in love with something that you can't afford. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's not fun. All right, well, we do have to go to break. Again, you can go to bigpicturerealty.kw.com to connect with Carrie and, um, and you, you are going to, you list on your website your upcoming webinars and, and free things that you host all the time, yes? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Um, I'm your host, Nicole Perry. You're listening to Powerful Women Revealed, the place to go and the place to be right here on 95.9 WATD. A grapefruit diet is not realistic. A love diet is personal. For over two and a half years, Nicole Perry has been writing her debut book, I Am on a Love Diet, and it's officially available on Amazon right now. Nicole's debut book, I Am on a Love Diet, is Nicole's story of how she focused on feeding herself love for 365 days and shares her very candid, raw, and personal thoughts about the dieting industry. Nicole's book is nonfiction, but reads like a beach novel. Get your copy today by visiting ilovemydiet.com. are back you're listening to powerful women revealed i'm your host nicole perry and let me just say that song was just pure fun i just wanted a fun song ed sheeran shivers um do you get the shivers at all do you get the goosebumps when you feel like that alignment happening and things are all happening with your clients yes i'm sure <laughs> that happens all the time Oh, yeah. You get an accepted offer. It's like the best feeling ever. Because it's the person. The person yeah. is going where they were meant to go. Exactly. Mm, love yeah, it. Yeah, moving forward. All right. So we want to talk in this final segment a little bit about house hacking. Now, what is house hacking? Sure. <laughs> you just said that term. I wrote it down. I'm like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very smart uh, thing to do as a buyer because you're buying a multifamily, usually a two or a three unit 
property that you live in one unit and rent out the other oh, unit. Oh, that's house hacking. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's an owner-occupancy investment. Okay. So it's you're buying an income property, right? But you're living in one of the units. So your home is an investment property. And it's great because your income from the other one or two units will offset your mortgage. And in some cases, or eventually, might actually provide a cash flow. So you're actually getting paid to live in your house. Right. So like it's that's... something I, I encourage all my buyers to think about, at least. That seems like a no-brainer. If, no. if, if it, it all works for you and is in alignment with you right. and your personality and all that kind of stuff. It's not for everyone, but yeah. I do think it's a smart financial decision that could be the foundation of your financial future. I mean, it has been for us. We have a two family and live in one unit. Yeah. And it's just been, um, it's probably the best decision we've ever made financially. Yeah. And that's so. how you got, that's how it flipped for you. That's how it turned it on for you. You were like, this is what I can do, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. When you had that first baby, is that what, am I saying that right? Well, that, so we initially flipped that property. Oh. Then we moved cross country. Oh. And our next goal was to buy a two family and have one unit rented out. Okay. Because here in greater Boston is super expensive. And, um, and yeah, it just made sense because even then, when we first bought, we were paying less in terms of our expenses than we were for renting an apartment Yeah, just previous to that. Yeah. Now, what about flipping? And then flipping, at, you can do as an owner-occupant as well. So it's another thing I would advise buyers to just think about in terms of, um, you know, buying something that needs a little work. Mm. Talking like cosmetics, nothing crazy. Yeah. But that needs some updating. A little TLC. Yes, exactly. Yes, a little refresh, a little paint. Yeah, and it, it takes some vision. So again, it's mm. not for everyone. But if you can um, put a little vision in there and imagine what it would be when you add your own touches to a place with not too much money or work, um, it can not only be a place that fits you like a glove, but also will add value to the house. So it's... And when you do those kinds of cosmetic changes, you typically are adding more value than the money you're putting into it. Mm, tiny little cosmetic. Because you don't want to yeah. be ripping out entire bathroom and kitchen. Because aren't bathrooms and kitchens what really sell? Yes. And, and you, yeah. could, you could invest all kinds of money into a bathroom or a kitchen, and then the people that purchase the home rip everything out and redo it. So you yeah. don't want to waste. Well, I'm not talking about doing it for the sale. I'm talking about... Buyers looking at homes that need some work. <gasps> ah, to live in. To live in and enjoy ah, themselves. Okay. But at the same time, they're adding value oh, and equity to okay. that home so that when they do sell, they're even making more money from the sale. I have a curious question that just came to my mind. If you've been in your home for a long time like me, is there a certain percentage that you could be putting into the home each year? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily like there's a rule of thumb as far as percentage per year instead of waiting for things to break and fall apart and yeah know, i would say like, definitely like maintain really you know don't let maintenance get deferred yeah and, and pile up i know it's not easy it isn't easy there's always something you got that sticky front door that just isn't work you know what i mean it's oh, just yeah. <laughs> the it amount is. of years we've wanted a new front door but you know 
We're not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. You know? And that so, stuff can take time, too, especially right now. There's a lot of contractor, um, you know, I backup know. <laughs> in I know. labor and goods. But it's important to keep up with it. And, and yeah, and like every, you know, kitchens and bathrooms go out of style every 10 years. So maybe refresh those every 10 years. Is there such a thing so. as a timeless kitchen? <laughs> hmm. Or a timeless well, like, things we, do come back in style. Right? We have classic jeans. We have a classic white blouse. We have classic things. We have classic furniture. Isn't there such a thing as a kitchen that or a bathroom well, that... I no. mean, personally, I love vintage. I love old things. Me too. And there's, so there's a buyer pool for that. But I, I think know. for the most part... You don't want a blue toilet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a matching blue sink. Like, if it is what you have, it is what you have. And and, and do those pretty little um, touch-ups around what you have. Yeah, and keep it neutral. You know, don't go um, real splashy. Just keep it kind of minimal. Yeah. And those things are usually pretty timeless. Yeah. You know. I know. So the answer is no. There isn't really a timeless kitchen or bathroom. <laughs> well, right now it's it's all about white in the bath in the both the bathroom and the kitchens and oh. who knows maybe that will um that will last for that trend will last for some time i, I don't, it just seems so um elegant and um yeah. and not a trend it's almost like so minimal that that could be something that lasts for a while off white for me not off stark white, white. off no. white yeah <laughs> well, I you are you. lovely. We are out of time. I want to thank, thank you again you. for being here. So they can go to your website and you have all kinds of webinars and lots of free stuff that you do. But yes. definitely your final thought is for people to con connect with you and contact you, correct? Yeah, that's just the best way. And from there, I can um, provide you with any resources that fit your needs. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So bigpicturerealty.kw.com. Uh, you can also go to carryteamcg at gmail.com and find her in the powerfulwomenrise.com directory. I want to leave you with this final quote. This is wicked cool. Uh, this is by Marshall Field. Buying real estate is not only the best way, the quickest way, the safest way, but the only way to become wealthy. Isn't that great? Wow, that's pretty bold. I love it. It's a bold statement. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for listening and helping to put an end to systemic racism by educating yourself, speaking out, and simply by caring. I hope you will tune in next Sunday after the news at noon. Until then, I'm your host, Nicole Perry. Have a great week. And remember, knowledge is power, and it's what you do with that knowledge that matters. Mm -hmm.